0: Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with source.
1: Welcome everyone to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is Ray. And this is Heather. And we welcome you as we do every week to our metaphysical porch where we trip the light fantastic and (laughs) help to discern all this fabulous law of attraction gobbledygook that you have coming at you. Don't you feel like Heather every which way? I mean, I know that there was a big push right after the secret of law of attraction stuff, but man, you can't turn anywhere and suddenly everyone's talking about how you create your reality, which I love, which I love. Mm-hmm. But what we love to do every week here on this show for you is to break it down so that it's discernible, palpable, even fun, so that all of these Law of Attraction skills can become yours.
2: <laughs> for yes, the- they can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for the daily living, for the daily living. And we love online, our Unity Online family. And because we find that these principles that we study in Law of Attraction and specifically the teachings of Abraham dovetail and complement so beautifully the unity teachings. Um, and so we say hello to also our Stitcher audience and our iTunes podcasting audience. And we thank you all, um, our website and we have two websites for you to, to kind of go and delve into after the show. If you choose to everydayattraction.com and also resetyourmindset.net, which is Heather's wonderful site as she is a hypnotherapist and a channel and a wonderful teacher. So resetyourmindset.net is a wonderful resource for you to delve more deeply into into these principles that you're probably going to hear more and more about on today's show. We're going to focus this wonderful hour on what to do <laughs> when you want something to happen. What to do? I mean, oh, how long have we been following these folks? <laughs> I mean, it always comes back to this, right? <laughs> what Absolutely. To, yeah. What to do? What to do when you're really wanting to? to manifest something and we're going to talk about choosing a desire so much of this work is about choice and then choosing again and really the power and the freedom that you hold is to choose your thoughts to be conscious enough and aware of where you are and to choose your thoughts accordingly in alignment and in um, a matching vibration point to that which you are wanting. Sounds simple, but choosing your desire, and then the second part is really then talking yourself into it what does that mean how do you talk yourself (laughs) into your own desires and stop talking yourself out of your desire (laughs) which i think is the bigger challenge don't you think heather you know like how often do we talk ourselves out of what we desire let's talk about that for a minute
2: and for me it's not even about talking ourselves out of what we what i desire as much as i think people talk themselves um through why they aren't where they want to be yet and and that they should be somewhere else but they're not there yet so it's not that I can't have this thing but it's like wow I'm here I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I want to be over there. I don't want to be here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which introduces the exact resistance which keeps it from Mm -hmm. actually coming. I think the fine-tuning that we do with these vibrational laws that we're hearing from these wonderful teachers and those of you who are listening to the show for the first time, we we really delve deeply into one specific set of teaching and and philosophy, if you will, and that is the Abraham Hicks work, which you can find out more about at Abraham-Hicks.com. And, you know, we love this channel this teacher called Esther Hicks that is uh, really showing us the dichotomy between that which is in the world and of the world and that which is our higher broader self which already has said yes to the desire you know the entire metaphysical world is queued up to deliver to you what it is that you're asking for if indeed it's an authentic desire for you but you know that's that's a kind of a, a pivot point too. Is is one why are we talking ourselves out of what we want or what you just said? You know, um, pointing our finger at the reasons we don't have it, which mm-hmm. is the same thing. You're not yeah. you're not talking yourself into your desire. That is for sure. Um, and I don't think we take our languaging seriously enough. And I and I think part of this show and the Everyday Attraction philosophy is what conversation are you having with yourself. Yeah. about that which you are wanting and is it are you talking yourself in or out of who you want to be um and I see this all the time it's the yeah but. it's the yeah but I have it yeah but habit yeah but habit. <laughs> yeah, but habit. <laughs> yeah, but ha- yeah but habit. say that three times fast mm-hmm. you know that yeah but thing I mean if we could just choke on that a little bit like every time we go to say yeah but just <clears throat> We I mean, really get to the point where we just stop having that conversation and, and, you know, kind of delving into it because we do get a small sense of relief when we do that. But it's such mediocrity compared to the high flying disc that our source is on and wanting uh, to rendezvous with us. And, you know, it, it occurs to me more and more with this work is the reason we want to feel better. The reason we want to talk ourselves into our desire is because that is where source is.
2: Yeah. And can I just say to everybody, I, I, it doesn't matter, you know, how long you've been on the other side, how long you've been looking at what's not working in your life. It doesn't matter. Any Nothing matters except for what you choose right now. And you can have it. You can have it. You can allow it. You can do it. Whatever words you, you can choose it, yes. <laughs> it is possible for you. I just want to give that clarity because I'm feeling prompted right now for people. Everyone to know that it is possible for you, all of everybody, all of us.
1: Yes, there's not scarcity is a myth in that sense because if you have a desire, and this comes straight from Emily Katie in the Lessons in Truth, if you have. A desire, an authentic desire, meaning it really is what you want to do. It's not what someone told you to do or what your family thinks you should do or what you think society thinks. It's really authentically coming from within you. A yes, a profound yes. Then within that desire are the mechanics for its unfolding. It is the acorn oak tree scenario uh, or metaphor where the mechanics are already there in the desire. Otherwise, you would not have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think really embracing that and trusting that and having faith in that is sort of step one. You know, it is. Can I yeah. let myself have this? Because quite frankly, the universe is knocking itself out to give it to you. But if you've got resistance and you've got conversations and you're gathering evidence, so to speak, for what you don't have, and it's a habit, it's that's all it's a habit that turns into a belief system that we just have to knock in the teeth a little bit to let it go. Um, you know, it makes sense that uh, it wouldn't be, the creation process wouldn't be as clear because the resistance is real. You know, when we look at energy, and this is something that I've been thinking about on the heels of, I mentioned this book last week too, The Untethered Soul uh, by Michael Singer that I'm reading as part of the, my church's fall program. You know, they really get down to the mechanics of energy and that energy in and of itself is a grid of intention and a grid of yes or no um, vibrations. And mm-hmm. if we've got a lot of yes going on, then that's where the energy of source and that's because you don't see the st- the sun struggling to come out. You know what I mean? Mm. Nature yeah. is a big fat yes. Um, and, you know, we just have to be aware of where our no energy is in the grid and the, in the very atom and molecule of <laughs> our energy, our thoughts, And the things around us, you know, you really get to that point is how much do I have the brakes on, you know?
2: And also it's not just the yes for right now, but it's the consistency. Nature is constant. So it's not yes for right the second and then no for five hours and then yes (laughs) for 20 seconds and then no for 10 days. It's just yes all the time. Like it's on and there's no off switch.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's such a powerful... Um, understanding of how the law works is that you know and we're not looking for perfection here and that's no. i think an important thing to call upon is that we're not looking for 100 percent perfection but we are looking for that 51 percent of the time mm-hmm. we're looking to just balance Majority. the scale yeah so the point where we can say yes i am talking myself into my desire or talking myself into knowing that this is true for me and that i can have this more of the time just more than i am not And then the molecules and the energy and the grids that we talk about can actually start to manifest to reflect that, because now you're telling a story to which the physical world can now replicate and and respond. And and I love that. Uh, You know, what is happening in our lives, like it or not, is a reflection of whether we've been holding one story or the other more consistently, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you remove judgment from it. Um, Like you said, it doesn't matter how long you've been asking for this or what's gone on. It just matters what you're holding right now. Oh, yeah. And right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and right? Now. You know, I mean, it's it's just really discerning uh, an awareness of where am I right now? And if I am talking myself out of things or telling stories that are all bunch of yabbits, um, can I make a choice in this moment to drop it? Because that's really the first step. It's kind of hard to switch the story if there's a big gap between what you've been saying and what you want. But it is pretty easy to drop something. You know, yeah. just freaking drop it. <laughs>
2: and the, just drop it. But the only thing that that does matter about the longevity, that from what I've seen, is the longer you've been holding on to something, sometimes you don't even know you're holding it anymore. Yeah. It's like your, your fingers are wrapped around it, but you can't feel them. <laughs> so true. Oh, my God. So, it's so true. Yeah. That's the only difference is just... Um, do you hear that story do you know you're holding it you know and are you willing to look at that and is it and it is okay because we all have that thing that we've ha- held whether we've we're holding it now or we haven't i mean we've let go of it yet but it's okay it's perfect is exactly what needed to happen and when you're ready you are going to be able to drop you can drop it now and if you don't want to drop it now you can drop it in 5 minutes or in 5 days exactly and and knowing that that power is always you know,
1: at your fingertips, so to speak, to to jump on that analogy. But but also, you know, just this understanding that in order for anything to come up that is resistant in nature that you've normalized. So in other words, you have normalized a resistance to the point where it's not discernible. Mm -hmm. You know, where you just sort of feel kind of not so good all the time, and that's now the new normal. Um, I think one, and we can talk a little bit about the cures for that, uh, one that I know for sure is just to specifically take some time apart for yourself because in the silence, um, and if you ask that you want to release something and you might not even know what it is and you don't need to know, but just the intention to release anything that is no longer serving you and to spend some time in the silence can be really curative, um, What else do you do you find, Heather, in your practice, you know, when you want to become aware of something that maybe you're not and maybe it's showing up in your life and you're like, okay, it's here again. Obviously, there's something I'm holding on to.
2: Well, for me, um, because I think, you know, that whole mirror experience to look at what's happening around us. And if we've attracted that, then that means we're vibrating there, matching that. So if I can't see for myself what's going on for me, if I look around me, I can see that something very similar, you know, that I'm projecting that.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And, And I think one of the most important things we can do when we make that assessment is to have such compassion for ourselves. You know, I think oftentimes when there's been a persistent desire, or consistent desire that's not manifest and you're on the edge of saying, oh, I don't think this is ever going to happen for me. Um, when you do kind of stumble on um, a, a resistant thought form that you've now normalized and you're ready to release it, you've got to have compassion for yourself because yeah. there was a reason you took that on to begin with, you know? there was a reason that you had at that point a need to take on that particular belief system and you know, you have to bless it.
2: And I have to say one of the the scientific kind of parts of me, the analytical parts of me, and being that I was teaching, I was teaching hypnobirthing for many, many years is when you get to that point where you just can't do it anymore. It usually means you're right there and it's just coming, you know? So like for, um, with babies you know i would say to the to the spouse a lot of times or the partner i'd say okay so if she gets to this place where she goes i can't do it anymore you go woohoo, yay that means that's great and they're looking at you like i'm crazy what are you are you crazy i got to get the heck out of here and then they're like no this is exactly what she was talking about that that means that you're right there the baby's going to be here any minute you know and so I love that yeah and it's it's true and what you know i don't run marathons but they say that you hit the wall just a couple of miles before the end Um, And all in in science, they say, you know, you kind of go on this small increase of it looks like a plateau, but you're increasing ever so slightly. And then right before you just go straight up and just off the chart is when you feel that desire to give up. Wow, that is really good information because oftentimes
1: it's at that point where you can be deflated, but to be inflated with the knowing that, okay, it's gotten really dark here. I'm ready to flip this sucker. <laughs> I'm ready to let this go, you know, but, but I think what happens at that at that crossroads, I want to say, is... Rather than inactive surrender, it's active surrender. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people use the word surrender. We kind of flip it around in these communities. You know, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to surrender. But active surrender is an intention that says, I know who I am and I know what I want. And I'm going to release any thought forms or anything that is stopping me from receiving that. That's active surrender. You're not saying, Oh, I don't know who I am and God's will. And I don't know what I want. I'm just going to surrender. surrender. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't work. You know, that, that kind of like, I'm just almost going to lay down because I don't know who I am. You know what I mean? That's sort of inactive surrender. I mean, it, it can be a relief.
2: Understood. Yeah. But you the,
1: know, the other thing
2: that there. I invite people to do, because I'm, working this right now for myself. You know, I've been through tons of life changes right now and I just recently became a single mom and I am looking at my vulnerabilities as strengths. And I think sometimes we, we try to avoid our vulnerabilities or we kind of overlook things and we say, I'm gonna pretend like this isn't happening. I'm gonna print I'm gonna act as if I'm really tough all the time. But sometimes I want to just say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna ask for what I want because right now I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm just gonna go and say, hey, I need this. Can can you help me with this or whatever? And and just allow all of that to be okay because we are again, we are humans, um, even though we're a spiritual being in a, you know, a human body we want to acknowledge that part of us that needs some support. Yeah. Yeah. And and there is not that, of in a victim way, not, not, not in an a victim way,
1: but as a way to connecting with that entourage, that spiritual entourage that is available to us um, eternally, that is always available. And I always think, gosh, infinite intelligence is just right here in my face, mm-hmm. um, but I have to invite it and I have to have a mechanism that connects with it on an energetic level so I can get what it's trying to tell me because it's sending beams of communication. It will never leave me, forsake me. It it is always available and I love how when we get into this practice and this metaphysical knowing and, and this leading edge consciousness, we come to the realization that source is always in our face. It's always yeah. there. No searching, no, you know, endless paths. It's right here, right now. But can we be a vehicle to receive it? Can we be a match point? Because it is, like you said, more of a science um, situation. Can we be a vibrational match to that so that it can pour, literally pour all the love, support and information and rendezvous points that we're asking for? We're going to take a quick break. We're, listening, we're Again, we're talking about your desires and how you're talking yourself into knowing who you are and having what it is that you want. And we're going to delve a little deeper into a little Abraham in the next segment. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Heather and Ray here on Everyday Attraction.
0: return to everyday attraction and the metaphysical porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real spiritual.
1: Welcome back from the break, and uh, we're just so happy to be here, and we give shout-outs to our our Unity family, who's listening, and also our um, our listeners on Stitcher and iTunes Radio, and uh, some of the other networks that have picked up the show. So we send love to you all, and you know we're here to to really break it down. And before um, before we took a short break, it, we talked about you know really an active surrender, but also an awareness of where you're putting your dialogue where you're putting your focus my favorite f word mm-hmm. where are you laying <laughs> your focus and and to almost you know you know those dog collars where <laughs> when the dog barks when you shock. Know, the shock i was calling? i almost wish there was and i think esther had said this one time she she wished that one of her teeth would fall out every time she would go you know into the wrong direction of course she'd have no teeth left very soon but but that kind of <laughs> That kind of drama, like, where if your teeth would fall out every time you would talk yourself out of your desire, you'd be like, "Shoot, I'm, I'm not going there. I could lose a tooth over this." I think we don't understand the that we are indeed being heard and, and listened to. And I, I want to play a little bit of a recent segment. Um, as many of you know, we, we do love the Abraham work, and we encourage you to go to abraham-hicks.com and purchase everything they've ever recorded because this work is so extraordinary. But what we'd like to do is just tease you a little bit with some of the richness of this work, um, dovetailing this idea of how do you talk with yourself and as yourself into knowing what you want and then having, more importantly, having what you want. So let's join this conversation for just a little bit.
5: Yesterday, and it may seem strange to you that she could come this far, this long with us. And be having these kinds of epiphanies especially after we've been saying these words for a long long time (laughs) but words don't teach do they you have to have your own experience in it it's only life experience that teaches strange that we offer so many words isn't it but along with these words we're offering our knowing and with that knowing is a vibrational frequency and that vibrational frequency of what we know resonates completely it matches perfectly the vibrational resonance of that which is your source so as you are in an arena like this and you feel that resonance you will be vibrationally changed you will be which means for a little while you may revert back because we can only hold you so long in this room (laughs) but you will have a different point of attraction as a result of this conversation because we will be tuning to the frequency of your core knowing and when that's activated within you wonderful things move through you and out from you and back to you it's a wonderful experience so Esther's epiphany she said to her daughter and a friend and then another friend I've finally figured it out all I have to do they laughed just like that (laughs) all I have to do is decide what I want and talk myself into it. We have enjoyed this interaction immensely. That's everything, you know. She also, it occurred to her, that as she is... Thinking about a future experience, meaning a not-yet-manifested experience, that those thoughts flow freely. Something about that future experience is free-flowing and therefore delicious to contemplate. But then when she found herself trying to bring it into the now before it was ready to reveal itself to her, so she was trying to figure out what to do when to do it and who to do it with and how to go about it she realized she was introducing resistance into her future idea now in and of itself that may not seem so interesting but we want to explain to you why that is such an important thing for Esther or for you to understand everything is a vibrational reality first and If you are taking pleasure in your vibrational realities, If that which is your future experience in terms of manifestation, but your current experience in terms of the thoughts that you're thinking, if it is pleasing to you, if it feels good to you, if you find yourself driving and wanting to think about it, if you find yourself lying in bed and wanting to think about it, if you find yourself just waking up and wanting to think about it, in that pure thought there is so much power and so much orchestration is taking place. So Esther asked herself, why would I, why would I introduce into this moment this clear moment where i've accessed the energy that creates worlds and i have focused it through my vessel and it's flowing outward for the creation of wonderful things that i desire why would i mess it up right now by getting ahead of myself why would i ask questions of myself to which i don't know the answers and in doing so introduce resistance to the equation but you see The reason that we're telling you this experience is for a different reason than you might be thinking. Because Esther's epiphany was not about the creation of that. It wasn't about the realization of that. It wasn't about the manifestation of that. It wasn't about the actualization of that. It wasn't about the demonstration of that. It was about the fact that thinking that thought in that way felt good right now and introducing that thought to it right now made it not feel good anymore.
1: It's so simple what she said, (laughs) that. I just want to break that little morsel of deliciousness down because I I think within it are some really great tricks of the trade, you know, Mm -hmm. on how to work with our energy and how to work with the knowledge that we're being given. And, and, you know, working back to the beginning of that, that little segment, you know, knowing something knowing something is a vibrational frequency that matches source, because source is all knowing, right? So one of the things that occurred to me is that you may have a desire that you kind of believe in, you know, that you've been kind of kicking around. But have you really stepped into the knowing that it's yours? Because the knowing of that desire is a whole different frequency, but that's not even the most important part. That is the frequency of source to which all the rendezvous management of that manifestation live, you know. So that is one question. What are we doing on a daily basis, even a moment-to-moment basis, to step into the knowing of our desire, to knowing that it is truly ours? And that's an inner dialogue that is so important to be clear
2: and consistent about, you know. Mm-hmm. And I <clears throat> I think part of it that trips us up, off- is we think we need to know the how. Aha, that's it. That's it
1: right there. Yeah, because we don't. It's none of our business, the how, which makes everyone go, huh? But there again, you you know, you're thinking <laughs> that... Uh, you know the sources speak in English. You know it's <laughs> it's vibration. It is the knowledge of vibration and the the quantumness of vibration. Oh, here we go, um, armchair quantum fan here. So, but from what I understand with the, with the sort of quantum level is that once you hit the match point, it's like instantaneous. There is no time space continuum (laughs) you know it is fully present fully aware there is no waiting i should say in that in that knowing line so yes knowing it but not knowing the how and and sitting with that and get excited because you don't have to know the how right it's just so delicious
2: i i had this kind of um epiphany yesterday or the day before and i was thinking about how We feel in our bodies and because it's so talked about that people are stressed out and uh, my dentist was saying, you know, 50% of all people um, grind their teeth at night and then you look at like the coffee houses are packed and everybody's like drinking coffee and adding, you know, things into like making themselves more awake and alert But sometimes I think by putting – like by making ourselves more alert and awake, we're we're creating some sense of anxiety or any – I don't even know what No, I
1: hear – you know what I just got when you said that is
2: we're awake,
1: but we're not aware.
2: We're not aware. And so we think we're helping ourselves, but we could actually be energetically lowering ourselves by trying to help ourselves, if that makes any sense. Yeah,
1: I think that we do work too hard because we're not knowing and we're not trusting, capital T – That all is unfolding perfectly, even if it looks like total chaos from the surface. You know, uh, my friend Janice, who who talks a lot about this splashing on the surface, you know, we get very intoxicated by the splashing on the surface. But when you go deep into a body of water, there is a stillness and a consistency and a knowing that isn't questioning you know mm-hmm. and i think that we might force ourselves to become more awake but what we're awake to is more of the splashing and the distraction and all the information that may be for or against us but that awareness is not an additive you know you can't get awareness you have to release things that are stopping you from being aware it's different it's different right. you know and and i think sometimes when we do you know, bring things on to try and, and and awaken, it can be a disservice, but it really depends on your consciousness, you know, and I, I got to say this, because it really depends on where you're at. Um, one of my favorite authors, David Hawkins, uh, mm-hmm. many of you know him, Power Versus Force, yeah. you know, uh, he just recently made his transition, which I didn't actually know about, but um, he He one time uh, came to Unity to speak, and I had at that point been part of the education department, and we had set up this opportunity for him to come speak (laughs) and and talk about a a pretty aligned guy. I mean, he he is a pretty magnificent teacher and had a lot of of great information. But when part of his contract with us was that he wanted, like, a case of Coke, and an espresso machine in the waiting room, in his in his green room. <laughs> I loved that. I absolutely wow. adored that because I think there again, you know, it just depends on where someone is. I mean, he was so fully into his knowing that that kind of surface stuff, the sugar and the caffeine was just, you know, something that he enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't distract from his ability to go very deep into his teaching. So I kind of have to laugh in that. I, I definitely think it's not cool to, to use some stuff, uh, you know, to try to make something happen because we already are pure positive energy. But also I find that I can't even judge anymore <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what someone is using because, because it's all about alignment, you know, oh, all right. like, I'll never forget him for that. You know, so funny, so funny. And, you know, this, this thing about, you know, the epiphany that, that Esther had in that segment we're listening to is like all I have to do is decide what I want, get on the decision train, and then talk my and then talk nothing but the fact that it's happening. You know, nothing but nothing but that it's happening and that it is happening. I I don't know about you, Heather, but I haven't met many people like that. You know, that are talking only about um, what's happening and what is what is to be. I find that we we mix it up a lot you know Mm -hmm. you know we do a little bit of this we We dilute it it. yeah we really and we
2: i I, for me personally i have the shiny ball syndrome because i keep looking at the next thing that's shiny and pretty (laughs) squirrel Mm -hmm. (laughs) but
1: but this idea of um thinking before we speak you know this moment before you share a story there is this sacred moment right before you're deciding to share with one other person or a group of people and you you almost want to say to yourself is this for or is this arguing for or against what I want you know is this does this feel aligned or resistant and you'll know immediately that this is resistance and then there is the muscle discernment that the momentary satisfaction of calling attention to yourself and, and having a story come out has to be forgone, has to be sacrificed. That that mediocrity has to be sacrificed for the greater knowing that you're not serving yourself or anyone that you're speaking to when you go there. And, um, you know, it's it sounds so simple, doesn't it? It just sounds so simple. But the second... Um, real important nugget there in that last segment is that idea of of having a future thought about your desire, right? And just reveling in it. Have you ever had that, you know, when, when a thought you just can't hardly wait to have time to think about something? Yeah. I mean, for most of us, probably when we were first had a crush on somebody (laughs) 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 or we were first like you know falling in love you know all we want to do is just have enough time to think about that person and or imagine the scenario or imagine the possibility but then what we do is right then we think well what do I do when do I do it how do I do it and that introduces the resistance so this idea of giving yourself the pure pleasure of thinking of future desire and just reveling in that desire. You know, not making it happen, not figuring it out, not getting involved at all in what it is, but the pure pleasure of intoxicating oneself with that vibrational reality. You know, do we take the time to do that? Do we even feel like, we should be doing that or could be doing that
2: i know? think something you've said before is we take the time to 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 do certain things when we're not feeling good because we think it's going to help us feel better but we don't always take the time to do something to be receiving more of what we want yeah in our lives because we're not in this place of feeling bad to take the time to do it does yeah. that make sense yeah it does it
1: does and, and therein lies, you know, separation of um, some real powerful discernment of how to work these laws. we got to take yes. a quick break. When we come back, more about specific ways that you can really amp up who you are and the desires that you want and then allow the universe to knock itself out to deliver. We'll be back after the break. Stay tuned. Don't
0: think about it. Let it You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at EverydayAttractionUnity.fm. At Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed.
1: Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Heather and Ray here on Everyday Attraction on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. And we're hoping that you're aligned rather than only awake. <laughs> and that's something that, uh, you know, you're hearing this hour is perhaps giving you a broader perspective on how to work these gorgeous, delicious laws, you know, into your life every day. And before the break, we're, you know, we're really talking about getting out of our own way. And I think one of the most important discernments on deep law of attraction knowledge is that it is not your job to make it happen. Now, of course, a lot of people would say, what are you going to do Just sit on the couch? Well, no, you're inspired to act, but until then give yourself permission to really relish the fantasy world and the power of your imagination. You know, Um, the studying the 12 powers recently it really is really critical to look at that faculty of imagination and how powerful it is but not to get somewhere you know this idea of being able to just revel in the experience and maybe when you first wake up give yourself permission for 10 minutes 5-10 minutes to just go into that fantasy world. And I think when you first wake up, Heather, you know, you're kind of still kind of in that any, you know, nebulous world of, of, of alignment where we've come from. Um, yeah. To just fantasize a little bit, you know, let's bring back fantasy. <laughs> nothing more, no agenda, nothing but just reveling in the pure vibrational reality. Because here's what we know is that everything is vibrational reality first. Yeah. So go there.
2: And right before you go to bed too. Oh,
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. Last half
2: an hour before you fall asleep and the first half an hour after you wake up is the time where you're kind of open. Your subconscious is open. You're open to um, source. You're open to the other side. You're open more so than in the middle of the day, even though you can be open whenever you want. But you're naturally open in these times. I love
1: that. That's a a really, um, an opening that we can take advantage of. And, you know, this, this idea of what is it that I want to think about, you know, not what do I have to think about, not what should I be thinking about, but what is pulling you? What do you want? What do you, if you have a moment free and no one's asking anything of you and what do you want to think about? I mean, to me, that is really an indication of a desire that source is orchestrating from broader knowing because you can hardly wait to just dive into the details of that and to have fun with it. And because it's your world and your desire, you don't have to put on the yabots, the restraints and right, you know, you can
2: wave your magic wand and have it be any way you want.
1: You can have it. Um, and so play with that and and be playful about it and not be like, well I don't want to introduce that because I have no idea how I would get that done or I know I, you know and, and and then enter in that sort of factor of, of disappointment no go for it um, this is where you really put the, the paint on the canvas and and source energy has the opportunity to build the picture
2: uh, let go ahead and I want, well I wanted to offer to anybody who's interested because me personally, <clears throat> I love the opportunity to fantasize, but a lot of times I just kind of go down this path and then I start going to somewhere else and then somewhere else and then somewhere else. So what I do for myself, and this is what I do for a lot of my clients, is I create a guided visualization for them to listen to. And I personally just like to listen to something while I'm fantasizing mm-hmm. um, to keep me in, <laughs> to keep me from my next shiny ball ups, shiny ball syndrome. Um <laughs> So uh, one of the things we offer to our our listeners as well is the opportunity to create something that you can just turn on every 15 minutes, every single day and listen to if, and it's specific to you, unique to you.
1: I love that. And you and I are both a huge fan of the guided visualization process mm-hmm. and it's a form of hypnosis, although there's a lot of ways to describe that. So You're being offered a gift here. If you're hearing this broadcast, whether it's on demand or live, um, go to ResetYourMindset.net, Heather's website, ResetYourMindset.net, and sign up for uh, one of these gifts where you too can just have maybe a little bit more support in focusing that fantasy and focusing that desire and have something that would, you know, give you a context and and, you know, a container to really activate that power of imagination. Thank you, Heather. That's an awesome gift for the audience. And I think, you know, the more we can put these structures in place that help support the talking ourselves into the bigger yes and talking ourselves Mm -hmm. into what we want, um, that is important. Actually, I just want to say I just mentioned A Bigger Yes, and I, that is a riff of my friend Janice's new book who um, just got launched this week. Janice Campbell, many of you know her. She has another show on um, on Unity.fm, Unity Online Radio, called Receive Your Life. Her book just came out, and it really – it's called um, Choosing the Bigger Yes, and it's on Amazon. You can order it today. Choosing the Bigger Yes by Janice Campbell. And I do think that these practices, like you've just said, Heather, these practices – Help us realize more fully what the bigger yes is and almost give us the courage to receive them, you know, to really get Mm -hmm. to that that point of of being deserving of having what is already ours, which I think is kind of funny. (laughs) I want to deserve what I already have. Okay, (laughs) we can do that. Let's head back to the Abraham workshop for just a little bit. And again, we we give you a little morsel, a little tidbit of some of the Abraham work. And we encourage you to go to the abraham-hicks.com website and order everything. This particular um, workshop, if you're vibing with it, is Chicago 2013. So let's go back and listen to just a little bit more.
5: Hear what we're getting at it wasn't about what it was going to later on create that's a given what it's going to later on create is for sure for sure for sure there is nothing that you cannot be or do or have if you want it and you talk yourself into it we just want you to understand that You are the creator of your reality, but you are a thinker of it into being, not a doer of it into being. There'll be plenty of action that you'll be inspired to, but that's not the way you create. You create through the conscious flowing of thought. So when Esther came across this, because she's been determined, we've been talking about getting on your high-flying disc, we'll talk about it a lot today, waking up first thing in the morning, and before any worrisome thought or any troublesome thought or any past memory or anything that could muddy your waters begins to just proclaim to yourself and to the universe that today you are anew you've pushed the reset button you are like reborn and today right now in this moment you are in a high flying vibration because in this day you have not yet introduced any resistance into the equation and you didn't carry it over from yesterday that's the most important thing that we want to say to you during the night you stopped the momentum As you slumbered so when you awaken in the morning you're in that high-flying place for sure if you will focus there and allow yourself to be there we'll talk more about how to get there Esther said to us the other day Abraham I refuse to accept that if I wake up in the morning and I'm on my high-flying disc and then something occurs to me and I begin to ponder negative things and then I lose my connection to that high-flying feeling I refuse to accept that I have to wait clear until tomorrow morning to get back on And we say, you don't Mm -hmm. have to wait clear until tomorrow morning to get back on. There are all kinds of tools. It's just easier first thing in the morning. And so Esther's been playing that game every morning, waking up. And it's quite funny because she's by herself and so she awakes. And then she announces to herself, I'm awake. Mm -hmm. Like somebody in the other room needs to know. I'm awake and I'm coming in. I'm coming in and I'm high flying, so get ready. (laughs) Prepare yourself for the silliness or for the fun or for the high-flyingness of that which is me because that's where I am and that's where I mean to stay. So as she has been for about six weeks now, waking up in a really steady determination to be high-flying and then doing her best to stay there, we've been saying to you that 17 seconds begins another new momentum. Have you been hearing us say that? Sylvester so says to herself if anything occurs to her that's a slight deviation from feeling good she gives herself 17 seconds to get over it 17 16 15 she told a friend the other day I have something to tell you and I only have 17 seconds to say it in so I need your undivided attention because this is going to be fast <laughs> So since Esther's been playing this game where she's been really decided, determined to get on that high flying disc, wanting very much to wake up there, acknowledge that she is there, and then milk it as best she can in order to stay there, every morning more momentum, every morning more momentum, every morning more momentum. And by that we mean more momentum in her ability to wake up there and stay there longer. The first day she didn't even make it till breakfast second day either. By the third day, she was doing better and better. By the first week, she could maintain herself there. By the second week, she was so looking forward to going to sleep so that she could wake up knowing for sure that she was there. And as the weeks began to move past, she began to notice that her days were affected in this really powerful way. This is what Esther discovered as a result of this exercise that she applied deliberately. She felt clear-minded, clear, clear. She knew what to do. No confusion about what to put in the suitcase. No confusion about what to pick up and carry to the other room when you move from one place to another. No confusion about what to say when you're talking to this person. No confusion about what you mean to convey relative to this. Confusion gone and clarity in its place. (sighs) Ah, do you know how good clarity feels? And then she thought about what it must feel like for the astronauts to be in those rocket ships and be shooting through the atmosphere, out, out, out. She's seen the movies. Have you? It looks hard. (laughs) (laughs) The tension of the rocket. There's so much resistance as it is moving at that speed through the resistance of that atmosphere. And then, boom, they break out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Air, <laughs> <laughs> I love that oh, I love that <laughs> feeling that is the that is the active surrender right there breaking through um, that particular bit of information I think is so so helpful this idea of you know really making a decision to That you're not a thinker into being, but you're a doer. in That you're, you're a thinker into being, not a doer <laughs> not into a being. Not a doer. Yeah. And that in that morning hour, as we're talking about, to get on that high-flying disc, to be a discerner, to make, like, today I'm going to start anew. I don't care what happened last week, last month, last year, last decade. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Today is a new vibrational spot. And anything that happened before, I either bring it or I don't. You know, I love that uh, that concept of being reborn. And that you don't have to carry something over from yesterday, you know, that that truly is your decision. And I just thought it was such a great practice. And I really um, can hardly wait to to get more into it is that, you know, that I'm coming in, I'm waking up, Mm -hmm. I'm coming in, I'm high flying, you better prepare for fun. This is a great declaration. This is a steady determination. You know, it's a fantastic practice.
2: It, and I'm going to set my alarm to wake up earlier the next, you know, from now on, because I wake up going, okay, time to get the kids up, time to get ready for school, time to make breakfast, oh, time yeah. to make lunches, you know, and just like hit the ground running. And so I, I get what, what's important is really to get aligned before all of that. <laughs> Yeah, to get a running head start, right? And like yeah. she said, the first couple of days, she didn't make it past
1: breakfast but or, or lunch. But then afterwards, after you know this commitment to this practice, it got to the point where the clear-mindedness and the clarity. But again, here's our 17 seconds. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the Abraham practice, what they're talking about is that you actually don't get molecules moving until you focus on something for 17 seconds. That's kind of the key. You start to mess with the energy field when you focus for 17. So if you have something that you want to have a short shout about, you now know how much time you have before you start creating for yourself. So you have 16 seconds to vent, right? (laughs) We got to practice that. Heather's like, okay, I got to tell you what happened, but I'm going to do it in 16 seconds and go. (laughs) And then there's like, your time is over. (laughs) I love no. Knowing that it's really great information. You yeah, because it
2: actually it, it makes me laugh just thinking about it. And so whatever it is that we're upset about, it'll be quite funny in that sense, you know. <laughs> know. It, it, the, there'll be some levity just based on that timer.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a Keystone Cop kind of thing, you know, where you guys just get it all in. He said, she said, you know, and uh, now I'm done with it. And, and that is the quintessential, you know, short shout, short shout, as they say. So. Um, and then, you know, I think that clear-mindedness and the benefits of that clear-mindedness and that action being one of of truly, deeply inspired action. And I love that. <laughs> that was so f- funny. Going to a room and knowing exactly what it was you came in for. <laughs> you know you're in alignment when you're like not forgetting what you came in here for. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. But then to leave us with that fantastic analogy of the rocket ship you know, to release all resistance and pop through the atmosphere to move into that high flying disc where, you know, you've left all resistant thought behind and that you truly are talking yourself into and through the knowing of your desire and who you really are. And that's when the fun can get
2: started. And you know what I thought of when she was talking about that was that you feel like you're moving really, really fast. And then it, there's almost this feeling of floating yeah. um, when you are in the, you know, out when you go through the atmosphere and you're in space. And so I feel like alignment feels like you're floating, like you're not rushing or forcing or running the mirror. I mean, uh, just, you know, sprinting. It's just this floating
1: Yeah. And like you had mentioned before, in the earlier segment, sometimes it's the rockiest and the shakiest right before you break through the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like, get excited right before you think you can't do it anymore. You're there, you know, and much like what what you're talking about with the birthing process, but also, I think in our own lives where we think it can't get any darker. Well, that's just before the light right yep and and I think to know that one can relax and be self-assured that all is truly well and we've actually come to the end of our hour so we thank you all for joining us again here on Everyday Attraction and I hope you take advantage of Heather's offer to have your own imaginal imaginational <laughs>
2: Imagination
1: <laughs> Alignment. I make it up words. <laughs> Alignment practice by going to resetyourmindset.net. And I hope you also visit our website at everydayattraction.com. If you'd like to know more about us and what we're up to, sign up for our communication and um, and we will be in touch with you. So we thank you all. We thank you, Unity. And thank you, Heather, for sharing this hour. We hope that this has been helpful and that you have found your true power this e- this mon- wonderful hour together And we'll see you next time.
2: Bye-bye. Thank
0: you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity.